Welcome to the Keystone Church Podcast. Keystone Church exists to lead people towards a life that is fully surrendered to Jesus. We hope that this message will encourage you and inspire you to take your next step in your faith journey. Thanks so much for joining us and enjoy this week's message from Pastor Lauren Foster. Good morning, Keystone Church. It is so great to be with you guys again here this weekend. My beautiful wife is joining me. Once again, we are tag teaming this message here this weekend. And let me tell you why this weekend is going to be extremely unique. Right now, you guys are watching this message online and in person, we are actually filming our service for the very first time live. I'm talking about the worship set, the message, and moving forward, when you watch a service online for Keystone Church, that is exactly what you are going to see. So what does that mean? That means that this weekend, this message here right now is exclusive to you. Those of you that are watching right now, you are seeing a message that is not being communicated in person. We just, we, we did this just for you guys. <laughs> we love that you're engaged with our church. Once again, whenever the time comes that you may feel ready to join us in person, we'd love to see you, fist bump you from a distance. We're just thankful that in this time we can still connect with our church family. And we're actually kicking off a brand new series called Deep Roots this weekend uh, with the heart behind this series being a couple things. I've noticed and I've talked to Lauren about this many times that in the state of our current country and what's happening in culture right now, it feels as if there's a lot of tension. And what tends to happen in those moments is we find out what's on the inside of us. Mm -hmm. What we believe, what we hold dear rises to the surface. And I'm recognizing even in my own life, I'm finding out what do I really believe? Mm -hmm. And the heart behind this series is to solidify, okay, what do we believe when it comes to our faith and why? How do we begin to really develop and grow some deep roots in our walk with the Lord? A couple of things that you're going to hear us talk about over this next month. We're going to be talking about identity, how it's critical to understand who we are and whose we are when it comes to our walk with the Lord. Because if we don't understand that from the beginning, it's going to be very difficult to grow in our relationship with Him. We're also going to be talking about worship, not just simply who we worship, but are there any things that we've elevated above the Lord when it comes to our worship? I'm going to be talking about the Sabbath, the importance of rest and spiritual rhythms in our life and renewal and why that is so invaluable and so critical to our walk with God. And then at the end of the month, I'm so excited about this, we're going to have our first ever water baptisms. Of course, that's going to have to happen in person. Unfortunately, we can't do that online for you if you're attending Keystone uh, on Facebook or YouTube. But we're going to be talking about baptism and the importance of what it means to go public with your faith. I cannot wait to see what God does in and through the next few weeks. And this morning, specifically, to kick this thing off, we're going to be talking about a subject that is incredibly timely with everything happening right now in our world. And it is the subject of offense. 
It's a timely message because Lauren and our women's group at the church called Sisterhood just finished a study on this subject. They went through a devotional book called Unoffendable, and Lauren has some great insights that she's learned that the Lord's been teaching her in this past season. But one of the things that has stood out is that if you want to grow deep spiritual roots in your life, you cannot have offense in your heart. Yep. So I thought, babe, we could just start this off, get yeah. the conversation going with the first point being this. Here's what we need to know about offense. The first thing is that offense is a trap that the enemy sets for our lives. And let's be clear, the opportunity for offense is everywhere. Oh, yeah. You could fall over it anywhere you go, right? <laughs> yes. It's a trap set every few feet, I think, Yes. <laughs> along our path. Absolutely. And I think um, when it comes to the choices that we have in culture uh, to get offended, mm -hmm. uh, when that happens, when we take that bait and we step into that offense, it, it cripples us spiritually yeah. because we're rendered ineffective the moment we cross that line and we start living an offended life. Right. And it has a lot to do with our thought life too. Something happens, somebody says something, you read something on the internet and all of a sudden you're offended. It's at the forefront of your mind. That's and right. And you can overthink and overanalyze and obsess over it. And what does that do? Just like you said, it makes us ineffective, which is exactly what the enemy wants. Because yes. if we're thinking about what offended us, we're not thinking about how we can honor and please God. Wow. It's really strong. In fact, this passage of scripture that we're going to look at here this morning, Ephesians chapter four, verse two, listen to this. It says, always be humble and gentle, be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, that's so important, binding yourselves together with peace, for there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. And I love what it says right there, making allowance for each other's faults, mm -hmm. because it's easy uh, to live offended if you forget that you yourself can be offensive, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> We, most of the time, I think when someone becomes offended, the person who offended them doesn't even know they did it. So most of the time when we do the offending, we also don't know that we've even offended someone. So true. And so I think it's easy. It's easy to walk around offended. It's easy to offend other people. And I think coming back to the scripture of live at peace with everyone as long as it depends on you, being aware of maybe the things that could become offensive to someone else. That's right. Well, thinking about this, I remember growing up, uh, one of my closest friends, his brother, I did something to him that offended him years, years ago. And truthfully, I don't even remember what it was. It was something that I said in sarcasm, in humor. But what had happened is it, it genuinely offended him. Yeah. And I remember him confronting me one day and he had to tell me that he had held unforgiveness against me. And, and he was apologizing to me. And it was really... I was the one that was at fault. And so we had a great conversation. I was able to repent to him and ask for his forgiveness. But I recognized in that moment how easy it is to slip into the trap of offense. Right. That before you know it, now you are bound and crippled by something yep. and it's holding you hostage. And it can, it can happen in middle school and then be a theme running through your whole life when we don't recover from it 
in a healthy way. That's right. Um, something that he says in this book, Ryan Leake says, it's not like you're never going to be offended. You will be offended. It's about whether or not you stay offended wow. because that is a choice. That's and right. he challenges us to wake up every day ready to forgive every offense that comes our way because wow. they're coming, yes. right? It's inevitable. We will become offended at some point, but yes. we make the choice. Do we hold on to that or do we forgive and let go? Just like you wouldn't drink poison and expect someone else to die. Yes. You have to decide for yourself. I'm not going to be bound by this. That's so good. And I think this is so critical to talk about this in the very first week when we're talking about deep roots, because this really is kind of think of it in, in, in terms of gardening or planting something that you hope will grow you have to have the right soil. Yeah. You have to have the right environment to cultivate healthy growth. And I think offense falls into the soil category of our heart and of our souls. Yeah. So if this is hardened and clay and it's difficult to plow, it's gonna be hard for the spiritual roots that God wants to grow to go deep. Yeah, so true. So number That's two, good. another attribute that we need to know about offense is that offense robs us of our freedom. Yeah. This is what we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. it, it robs us of the life-giving, the life-changing atmosphere that the Spirit of God wants to bring because right. we have let something in our lives, in our heart, that really does not belong. Right. It should not have permission. Right. And what's so interesting about offense is it is a cage that we've got the key to. We're inside, yes. but we can get out if we wanted to. Yes. It's a choice. That's right. We have to make that choice in order to be free. So we also wanted to talk about not only the attributes of what it looks like uh, when you're living in or perhaps bound by offense, but also what does it look like when you're living unoffendable? What's the ultimate design that the Lord would, would desire, that the Spirit of God would want to see in and through our lives as we're aiming to grow deeper in our walk with Him? The first is this, and we're gonna read this passage of scripture in 1 John 4.20, but the point, if you're taking notes, is number one, everyone is your neighbor, which means we love everyone. When you are living unoffendable, it means you are living open-handed, you are living free, regardless if you agree with every person's opinion, yep. with every person's political affiliation, or their opinion on culture and what's taking place. It just means that we love people the way Jesus would love, right. unconditionally, yep. without boundary. It does not mean that when you love someone that you have to agree with every single aspect of their life. But and you probably mean, won't. That's right. That's a great point. <laughs> right. That's a great point. Right. But it should not prevent you from being able to love them. Right. The way Christ has asked and called us to love others. Yeah. So this passage here in 1 John 4.20, it says this. If someone says, I love God, but hates a fellow believer, that person is a liar. That is in your face. For if we don't love people, we can see. How can we love God whom we cannot see? Right. That is a challenging passage of scripture because it right. comes straight at it. It basically calls out the things that are actually in our heart. And, and in my opinion, it, it's an examination. It's let's be self-reflective in this moment and see what's really on the inside of us and ask ourselves, are we loving people the way we know Jesus would want us to love them? Right. 
And that command is not love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your, all your mind, and tolerate the people yes. that he made. <laughs> and it's not love the people who love you back. Yes. Love the lovable. It's love everybody. And that's where the challenge comes in. Because you have to love even the people who offend you the most. That's right. So we obviously know that loving our neighbor, loving everyone is a command that Christ gives to us. But then also, when we're living unoffendable, the second point is this. We look more like Jesus to a hurting yeah. world. To those that are out and they're they're out in the world that they're looking for answers, they're searching for truth. And let me just tell you right now, people are very aware. They're looking mm-hmm. For an answer, they're saying, what can I put my hope in? Is is this Jesus, this person that that Christian always talks about? Is he real? Can he do something for me? Right. I believe right now, living unoffendable can open the door where we can share the love of Christ in a way that's very practical, but it's also very authentic, where somebody says, that person's life is different. Right. I want what they have. And I think, too, when we call ourselves Christians, it means Christ follower, right? If we're Christ followers, our, our aim and our goal is always to look more like Jesus. So how do we do that? They have to be able to see through us and see him in us. In order to do that, we've got to get rid of offense. That's really Jesus good. didn't walk around offended. So I'm going to read this passage of scripture in Luke 10, and then I want you to speak to this because I know you had some really great perspective on this passage. But let me read this in Luke chapter 10, verse 25 through 29. It says, one day an expert in religious law stood up to test Jesus by asking him this question. Teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus replied, what does the law of Moses say? How do you read it? The man answered, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Right, Jesus told him. Do this and you will live. The man wanted to justify his actions, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? (laughs) (laughs) It's a bold question to ask Christ. And something he does here is he's only asking about the second part of that command. He has already assumed that he already loves God with all his heart, all his soul, all his mind. Just made the assumption, check the box. Yep, I love God that much. But you can't love God that much and not love your neighbor too. And so him asking the question, who is my neighbor? Jesus follows that up by telling him the story of the Good Samaritan. And the Good Samaritan had no business dealing with a Jew who needed help. That would have been so taboo in that day and age. Yes. But what Jesus was trying to show is that's your neighbor, the person you would be least likely to interact with, the person that you would be most offended by in the world. That's your neighbor. And so keeping that in mind too, just truly loving people when it's difficult to love them. That's what we're being asked to do. Girl, you are preaching. Man, I could just, I'm going to walk away. Can I just leave right now? I'm kidding. I do want you to be able to share a quote that I know it was really powerful that in my opinion, uh, encapsulated a lot of what you're talking about when it comes to this subject. But this ultimately, I believe, is the design of what Christ would desire for our lives is that we would live free, completely free, knowing that we do not have to live in offense, that we can live above it and pursue the life that he has designed for us. Yeah. So this quote is at the very end of the book. 
Um, it says, don't lose quality relationships over small offenses. Let them go. Allow yourself to see beyond the offense and give the relationship the opportunity to heal. Offenses are events. Being offended is a choice. Make the choice today to be someone that is unoffendable. That is so good. So good. This is a great first step when it comes to digging in, growing some deep roots spiritually. We have to get this right. Yeah. So a practical next step. What can we do right now today or tomorrow morning or when you're praying with your family or individually or with your spouse? Really ask the Lord, is there any mm -hmm. offense in me? Yeah. Search my heart, God. Is there something in here that does not belong? Is there something in here that is preventing you from doing the work in my life that I desire? And I believe the Spirit of God will show you, will lead you and guide you. And that's what we're going to be praying for here this weekend. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to this week's message. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so that you can be notified each week as soon as a new sermon is available. We would love to connect with you on social media. You can find us on Instagram at The Keystone Church or over on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Keystone Church PA. And of course, for more information, you can visit our website at keystonechurchpa.com.